My faith has found a resting place. argument about that. He died for me. He paid the price. I pray the Lord as we have come in your presence today. Help us, Lord, today to stop our arguments and give ourselves to you so that we'll be able to shine. Because the condition for shining forth in obscurity, in darkness, is that we give ourselves. Then you give us direction on how to go, even in this dark world even in this broken world. Father, help us. Remove every argument in our spirit, man. Especially when it comes to giving. The devil will just come to deceive us. But that's the integral part of vision grace. We, we can never run away from it. Help us today. The Lord, in any way we have been deceiving ourselves, again in our spirit, man. Father, today, may you take over. In the name of Jesus Christ. Help us to understand so that Lord he shall be well with us. Father, you want us to be prosperous. But many of us, we have decided, Lord, to frustrate your grace, Lord Almighty, of blessing us. And I pray that today, help us. Help us, ancient of course, you really want to bless us. No matter the kind of difficulties, the challenges we are going through, Father, Lord, you are ever there to provide more than we can ever think or can imagine. Have your way today. Let our spirit man, Lord Almighty, be arrested by your spirit. And cause that, Lord, we shall never live the same. In the name of Jesus Christ, we have prayed. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. You are all welcome to today's service in Jesus' name. A venerable who traveled since Thursday, he told me when he was leaving that I should greet the church for him. 
And yesterday night, he called again and said that I should greet the church for him. So church, I greet you on behalf of the Venerable in Jesus' name. Praise the Lord. Since this year we have been running with this team, you are the light of the world. And that's actually the reason why God created us, to show light in the thick darkness of this world. And this month, we have been running with different topics. In the first Sunday of this month, we treated the topic that says, let your light so shine in the darkness. And the main thing I gathered from that message that really touched me was the fact that some things are hindering our light from shining. And those things are bushels. And she took time to mention some of the bushels. Among them we are pride. Because the Bible says that if you are proud, God knows you from afar. And there is no way the life that carries this light we are running with this year will ever be in you. When there is pride in you. And then another one is uh, unforgiveness. You carry unforgiveness in your heart. Which we know is not an attribute of God who is light himself. And another bushel also, because so many of them, another bushel was hatred. I say that many of us, we are born again. But the way we behave and the way we carry ourselves, it makes it impossible for even unbelievers to believe that there's light in us. We say we are born again, but in our hearts we have hatred. And that's why so many of the prayers we pray this day, I wonder what we want God to do. We want God to become wicked so that he will answer the kind of prayers we do. And then in the second Sunday, we treated the fire shall ever be burning. And we looked at it. And the summary of that message was that we are no longer under ironic priesthood. We are now under the priesthood of all believers. Because during Aaronic priesthood, every morning they performed one sacrifice or the other, one offering or the other. But now, when Jesus came and died for us, and released his Holy Spirit upon us, so the Holy Spirit indwells us. So what we do now is to feed the Holy Spirit of God in us. And what do we feed the Holy Spirit with? We feed the Holy Spirit with the Word of God. We feed the Holy Spirit with prayer. We feed the Holy Spirit with our fellowshiping together. And then, when you do these three things, then your light shines. Praise the Lord. And the third Sunday, last week, we treated a topic that says, you, you know, reflecting the light of Jesus in a broken world. And we know that this world indeed is broken. And the main thing that caught my attention in that message was the fact that the speaker says that John the Baptist knew his generation very well. That they were people, you know, the people living in that, they were wicked and very devilish, very fearless. They, they don't fear. And because of it, he determined and decided to be a burning and shining light. So that no matter wherever they are hiding in their darkness, that light will shine so, will, you know, will burn and shine so much that all their secret agenda and their strategy will be exposed. And uh, he says... For us to live in this generation, for us to overcome, you know, and shine as world, we must be a burning and shining light. 
so that your light will overcome the darkness in them. And once your light will, you know, exposes their darkness, then they will surrender. Unless you carry that burning and shining light, there is no way you can reflect the light of Jesus, even in this world. Praise the Lord. And today, the topic for us to reflect on is still on being a light, but in the area of giving. And this is whenever we come to this area, so many people, their hearts will fail them. But I want us to know that if actually you are born again, if actually you have given your life to Christ, that giving is an integral part of our salvation package. You can never say you are born again without knowing what, you know, how to give. Praise the Lord. And today our topic says, give of yourselves, comma, then thy light will shine in obscurity. Obscurity simply means darkness, gross darkness. And Bible says in Isaiah 60 verse 2, it says, gross darkness covering this world. Gross darkness. So if you are still living and you don't know that this world is full of darkness, full of evil men, full of fear, you know, fearless men, and uh, they have made up and hardened their hearts to do evil. So, for you to shine, you know, in the area of giving, you must have given of yourself. Praise the Lord. So, the condition for shining forth in obscurity, in darkness, in your environment, is giving of yourself. Praise the Lord. And this topic, I want to take it in this form. So that if I do not finish, then the Holy Spirit will help you. Number one, I want to know, in us to start by, what is the origin of giving? Who originated this giving we are talking about? Number two is, why must we give? Why, why, why must I give? Because that is why so many people, it's difficult for them to give. And when they are giving, they are giving as if they are giving to a human being. Why must we give? Number three is, what do we give? If I must give, what do I give? Number four is principles of uh, giving. Principles, guiding. How do you know if I want to give? So how do I give? Principles. Then number five is uh, benefits of giving. Number six is now consequences of not giving. Praise the Lord. I want to quickly say that God himself originated giving, the way he originated marriage. So that when people play around with giving, where we read in Luke chapter 18, from 21 down, we saw how the man went home sorrowful, just because Jesus told him to give from his wealth. He went home sorrowful, and it's still happening to us. But I want us to know that if actually we know that God originated the giving we are talking about, oh, we shall give with joy. Praise the Lord. In John 3, 16, the Bible says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth on his name, that that soul will not perish, but that soul shall have eternal life. And Jesus himself agreed with the Father, 
and came and died for us. It was not easy for Jesus to die if you think it's easy. No, it's not at all. Because in Hebrews chapter 5, 7 and 8, Bible said that he cried unto him. He cried unto him. Who is able or who can deliver him? And Bible said that he was here, heard because of his reverent submission. So it wasn't easy for Jesus to give of himself. But because he loved us with passion. And Bible says that while we were yet sinners, that's what really, whenever I think of it, it pains me whenever I break God's heart, whenever I disobey God. I say God did not wait for me to become good. Because if I want to do something for you, if you provoke me, I must wait for you to tell me sorry before I will give it to you. But this one, we, you know, we, you know we, we are in sin. That is uh, embracing and romancing sin. God looked at us out of his love and mercy. Because Ephesians chapter 2, verse 4 says, God who is rich in mercy. And at times we take for granted this is mercy. You know, he sent Jesus. He did not wait for us to become good. And he gave Jesus to us. And Jesus did not wait, you know, wait for us. He said, these people, I will come and die for. <laughs> these evil people. No, he just went. Suffered. And even when the suffering was going on, the Bible said that the father turned his back against him. You know, what a painful thing. But he went through it. So God originated giving. And if God gave us Jesus, I'm sure that even if you have 20 children, you will never agree to give anybody one. Mm -mm. You can never. I won't even give. But God, only one. And he gave. So what is it that you are still doing arguments? Whenever it comes to giving, you begin to do arithmetic. You and God will begin to fight. Like the man where we read in Luke 18. Praise the Lord. Another thing is, why must we give? Because if you know that God originated, he first of all gave. Then why must we give? Because some people will be wondering, every time giving, giving, why must I give? Can somebody get First Chronicles chapter 29, 11 to 13? Another person, First Corinthians chapter 4, verse 7. If you see, read, because today we are not just, we want to help ourselves. We are, we are teaching so that as we see it, it will not be as if I am the one saying it. First Chronicles 29, verse 11 to 13. Thine, O Lord, okay. is the greatness and the power and the glory and the victory and the majesty for all that is in the heaven and in the earth is thine. Thine is the kingdom, O Lord, and thou art exalted as head above all. Praise the Lord. Another person should read 1 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 7. First Corinthians 4, 7. I want us to read it. Yes. What do you have that you did not receive? Now, if you did, if you did indeed receive it, why do you boast as if you have not received it? Praise the Lord. So, why must I give? This giving, why? Number one is from that uh, First Chronicles, chapter 29. 
verse 11 to 13. You know, at times in Anglican church, we just go through rituals. We go through things without listening. Anytime we do Holy Communion, we sing, Yours, Lord, is thy greatness, thy power, thy splendor, thy glory, and the majesty, all things come from you, 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 and of thy own do we give you, yours, Lord, is thy greatness. So, that's the reason why you give to God. That's the reason why we must give. Yours, Lord, is thy greatness. He's the owner of the whole heaven and earth. It's like somebody, you are, you are a farmer. Somebody just called you and said, okay, take this acres of land, you know, farm. And after farming, don't you know that if you're a wise person, you will take from all the fruits after harvesting and go to that person because he didn't ask you to pay money. You should go and tell him, thank you. That's what it means. God is the owner of all things. And if you go to Second Corinthians, uh, 1 Corinthians, where we read, he says, what you have... He gave it to you. And if he has given it to you, why do you behave as if it belongs to you? It's not your own abinitio. That it came to your hand, if it comes, you should ask him, God, this thing that came, who is the owner? So it's not just once it comes, you begin to ravage as if it belongs to me. And you begin, you know, be, you, you behave as if, if there are people around, you will help. You just behave as if very lazy people. If you people are not lazy, or you would have been so uh, um, serious, you know? So you see that it does not, in the first instance, belong to you. God is the owner of all things. And of his own, he gave it to you. So it's from all the abundance he has given to you, he just expects you to give small. After all, when Jesus told that man to go and sell all that he has, it was not about what he It's about his heart. He wanted to touch the heart of that man. He wanted a change of heart of that man. But you can see that that man failed. And that is how many of us we have been failing. Because we have not really understood what Jesus did for us. So at times when I see a believer, somebody will be shouting, I'm born again. And when I see you, that giving is a problem. Uh, you know, there's a question mark over your, your life. If actually you have received your salvation. Because it is an integral part. Your salvation came as a result of giving. And if God gave you such a precious treasure, gift, so why must you return that thing? God can never give everybody equally. No. He knows. He says, as long as there is heaven and earth, the poor must remain in the land. So for some people that are preaching, no, me, I not go suffer. I won't be, be, be poor again. Poverty has been taken. Mm -mm. Bible says, as long as this heaven and earth remains, the poor must remain. And because these poor people must remain, he told them, the people of in Israel, if you are harvesting, leave some. So that when these poor people, widows, fatherless, when they come, they can glean. So most of the things we preach these days, I watch and say, it's out of wickedness. Because if we are not wicked, there's no way we'll be arguing with God whenever we have anything. Praise the Lord. So, having seen the reason why we must give, what do we give? Because whenever we talk about giving, our mind goes to maybe the physical things we see. Material things, no. 
There are things we give. Number one, you can give your time to somebody. You can give your time. You have not given money, but you just stay for somebody to pour his or her burden to you. You don't know how that particular burden is almost about to remove that person from faith. And you just give the person time. And after pouring all the burden on you, that person will just say thank you. You may not have sorted, you know, maybe giving him anything or something, but you just pray. That thing is a gift. Giving your time to people, or even giving your time to people in visiting them. Many people will think everybody is struggling for pulpit. The last thing I want is just that every year, yeah, my husband puts me on this uh, preaching. The last thing I want is standing here to preach. I want to do, there are so many things to do for God. I know where God has called me. And I do it secretly. It gives me joy. The only thing is that once in a while I appear. But you give your time, you visit people. When you get to them, there are people that in this church, we just put on our dress, we cover our, our problems and challenges. But when you come to the person's house, that person will just open up. And you see that that time giving is worth it. I could remember a brother who told me that he was in his house. All of a sudden, the Holy Spirit could not allow him to rest. And he, you know, he was resisting and saying, God, I'm busy. God says, leave this house now. And immediately he left the house on entering the brother's house. This is a brother, if you think he's a, a new generation church brother, SU brother. He's SU brother. Uh -huh. So that immediately he came in and knocked in at the door. As he was knocking, he was hearing, mm, mm, mm. he broke the door and opened. Look at the brother on the rope. He was about hanging himself. Because you don't know the ministration the devil gave him. And he believed that the best way is to end it. Not knowing that the same devil would drag him to hellfire. Immediately the brother went and held him, was able to remove the thing and brought him back. And began to speak with him and say, what is it? And after, you know, so you can give your time by visiting. Praise the Lord. The next thing is, you can give your talents. You may be so good in a particular thing, maybe as a student. So you can say, hey, I don't have money, I can't give. Mm -mm. As a student, if you know a particular course, especially in this our medical school here, if you know biochemistry well, anatomy, physiology, those courses that cause tension to students, if you know it, then call people. I have a friend. Oh, she's a teacher. She knows how to teach. In fact, I used to tell her, if you finish teaching somebody and that person do not understand it, that person will never understand it again. She will teach you. You know, there was a day she was telling me uh, something. And she was doing something. I said, mm -mm, forget PhD. Teach me this thing as if I'm in primary school. And she did. Anytime she teaches. So if you are good in that, then... Make out, you know, use that talent. Use that, you know, knowledge and help people out. It might be skill. It might be anything. Use it. You can also give material things. You have so much. If you come to church, there's so many of us, we come to church, we package ourselves and stay as if I don't want any disturbance. As you are in the church, look around. There are people that come to church every time with the same shoe, with the same dress. And, they, and it's not because they want it. They don't have, you know, the money. Or maybe even when the money comes, so many things to take care of, you know, the money, you know, that will take the money. So you can package what you have 
and bless yeah, that soul. And the person will be so surprised. You know? The person will be so surprised. I have done it, you know, several times. And I see, because at times the devil will tell me, hmm, if you give them now, they will say, is it because you think you know, I'm the worst of? Oh, that's why the dress you have won. You are, you are, you are bringing it to me. I, you know, as I say, I say, God, you are the one who laid this burden in my heart. I must obey you. And when you do, you will see how that person would say that I do not have. You know, it, you know, it blesses yeah, my heart. Praise the Lord. So you can give material gifts. Don't mind the ministrations of the devil because he will come to minister to you to discourage you from giving. And then you can give your financial you know, gifts. You can give it. Many of these in our, in our students, yeah, they are very indigent. And if you are very, very careful, as we said the last one, you see that God will be revealing them one by one to you. You see that anytime you are in this church, God will just touch you. I could remember one time when we were still at the classroom. One student just came to church. As the last decision that after that day, if God refused to give him that money, he will backslide. He just came to church to tell God, this is your last chance. And thank God that God still moves in the midst of his children. Immediately after service, this sister rushed to this boy. She has never known him from Adam. He chose that the Spirit of God did not allow her to rest. She rushed to that boy. I went there and said, my dear, take this money. I am persuaded to give it to you. That boy looked at her and went. The next time, he came to church and said, Mommy, you have brought me back to faith because I have decided that last week was the last time I will have any deal with God. But that thing you gave to me, how it came, showed me that God knows about me and he cares about me. Praise the Lord. So you can give your financial resources, but above all, yourself. In 2 Corinthians chapter 8, where we read, verse 5, exactly. It says, they first of all gave themselves before giving us other things. So this one is the main condition. Because our topic is give of yourselves. Then, whenever you see then, it's a condition. Unless you give of yourself, the light will not come. Because even if, after all, many of us, we can't give more than our, our brothers in the other faith. We can't give more than them. Many of them will even gather a whole village and be giving them food, morning, afternoon, night. So you can't even give more than them. But when you, first of all, give, of yourself, give yourself to God, that's the only way the light that will now shine in obscurity will come. Because the light is not your own. John 1, 4 says, In him was life, and the life was the light of man. It's when the life comes in, that life carries light. Then, John 8, 12 will come to pass. I am the light of the world. It's only when you give yourself to this light of the world, that his life comes into you. And when the life comes in, then the life will not shine. 
It will shine forth in the environment. It will shine forth in your home. It will shine forth in your place of anywhere you will find yourself in your neighborhood. It will shine. So the emphasis is on giving of yourself. Because you may think that it, it doesn't matter. No, God values it because that's the main thing. You can be giving, but you are giving may be coming to God as abomination. You know in Psalm 7 verse 11, Bible says that the prayer of a sinner is abomination before God. Prayer of a sinner is abomination before God. And if the prayer of a sinner is abomination before God, then the giving of a sinner, the giving of a heart that has not first of all given to God is even double abomination. How do I know? Where our daddy, uh, Reverend Okeke, when he mentioned it, I said that the Spirit of God moves together. In Genesis chapter 4, from that verse 3 to 5, two people give from the same mother. If you think that it's just you are giving, God is looking at. No. God is interested in you. Because whatever you can, you can give will end here. None will transcend from here. None will, will, it will finish here. But this one that matters is more important to God. These two people gave. Initially, I used to think that maybe it's the quantity or the kind of thing they gave to God. Now, that's why God rejected that of Cain and then accepted Abraham, you know, Abelson. But later, the Spirit of God told me it is not in the quantity or what they gave. It is in their heart. It is the attitude, you know, the attitude of their heart. God was looking in their heart. One heart was pure. The other heart was wicked. Because when Cain felt bad, God says, why is your, fa uh, is your face falling? If you did well, it, so it is an attitude in you know, of the heart. And that is what God really wants to address now. You may have been given, we thank God for you. But the issue is, have you given yourself first? It's only when you give of yourself. Isaiah, where this um, uh, topic was coming from, with uh, first, uh, second uh, Corinthians, Isaiah 58, verse 8a. If you read it, it says, that's where it says, Then thy light shall break forth in obscurity. There is no way, if you have not given us yourself, it's darkness that will fill your heart. And there is no way you can be able to give and do those things we find in, our, in Isaiah 58. How you will help the oppressed, to, you help the widows, the fatherless, those people that are being undermined by wicked people and wicked leaders. It is only when you give yourself that you are, you know, your heart will be open. And when you give, it will come unto God as a sweet-smelling savour. It will not come up to heaven as abomination. Praise the Lord. So the big question as the message goes is, have you given your, 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 your heart to God? That heart is important to God. Whatever you give, it will come unto God as a memorial. I do not want my giving to be a memorial. I want it to be a sweet-smelling savour. That whenever it's coming, God will be so happy. God will be so pleased with me. Praise the Lord. So these are the things you can give. Then now we want to consider principles of giving. When I want to give, how do I give? You know, so many people every time we argue we, we, when it comes to giving. 
We know that giving is divided basically into two major parts. One is tight, which some people are making arguments about. They don't want to give tight. They tell you it's an Old Testament giver. Thank God for you. But one thing I know is that Jesus says, I did not come to destroy the old. I did not come to abolish it, but I came to fulfill it. So if actually you have surrendered your life to Christ, nobody will be discussing with you about 10% because it's not even your money. You are stealing. And when God says that when you give, pay your tithe, I will open the windows of heaven. God used that windows of heaven. It's not an accident. God did not say, I will open doors. Mm -mm. In any house you see, number of windows are more than doors. So if any blessing is coming to any of us from this window, it will be more than if it's coming from these doors. Is it a lie? So God says, I will open the windows of heaven. And I will pour blessings upon you that men and many of us. Hi, why are you doing argument over something that is destroying you? He says, I will rebook the devil. Many of us are under devouring effect. You are bringing in the devil, you know, he's blowing it away. That's not yeah, my topic today. But for those, there, uh, there's one I saw in, in Facebook two months ago. Somebody who had been a minister all of a sudden, he came and started talking yeah, 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 rubbish. But I pray that God will help us. In case if you are here and you are still doing arguments with tithes, may God deliver you in Jesus' name. You may not know so many leaking pockets and it comes in different forms. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. I'm sure I'm still your friend. The second offering is free will offering. And this free will offering can be you know, anything, it is in different forms. That one you give according to how. So what are the principles of giving? Number one I want to discuss is you must give purposefully. According to how God has blessed you, you must give. You make up your mind. That purposeful means determine ahead of time. Decide ahead of time. So it's not many of us we just come to church during you know, an offering. You put uh, yeah, your hands you know, on, your, on your, your hand inside uh, yeah, your pocket. You bring out something and just put. At times you get 100 uh, naira. You put. At times you get 200. You put. No. In your heart, determine. Decide. Purposeful. In Daniel 1.8, the Bible says, Daniel proposed in his heart. Not to defile himself with the king's meat. Decide it. Determine it. And one thing is that when you do, this God, he has a way of behavior that I know I love so much. When you determine and propose in your heart that I will never go below this particular amount. Look, what I'm saying, I have, a, I have tested God and he has proved himself in Almighty on my behalf. When you propose me, years ago, I just proposed in my heart, God, this is what I earn. Every Sunday, I will never give anything less than 500. And I started it after yeah, 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 that year. I noticed that every Sunday, even when I had such a lack, by that Sunday morning, how God does it, I didn't know. And after the first year, the second year, I said, God, okay, 
you did it the first time, this second year, this year, I will be giving 1,000. Uh, and that year, in again, no matter the famine, once morning is coming, it will appear. The next year, I kept increasing it. 1,005, 2,000, 2,500, 3,000. I won't tell you where I am now. But what I'm saying is that it's a purposeful act. It's a determination. And when you do, you can never beat God. You can never. Because in Luke chapter 6 from 38, he says, Give and it shall be given unto you. A good measure. Shaking together. Running over. Shall men give unto your bosom. Can't you receive from God? God doesn't just give. He gives you, he shakes it properly. He gives again, he shakes it properly. Which means there is no, my God, my God. That's what God does when we give. Praise the Lord. So give purposefully. Let it not be, let's say you, and proportionate to what you are gaining. You earn hundred, yeah, 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 thousand in a month. Maybe you don't even pay tight. You consume your God's money in your own, in no longer appetite. Maybe you earn 100,000. And out of that 100,000 in a month, <clears throat> even if you pay tight, let's believe you remove 10,000 tight. The other 90, out of it, every Sunday, you give God 100 naira. So, the next thing you removed in a month from the money is 400 in a month, which is 400. Maybe if you don't pay tight, if you, if you are still struggling with tight, what you pay out of 400,000 uh, 100, you receive is just 400. And if you ask, hey, this church doesn't preach teaching. Hey, they don't ask us uh, to give. Ah, if you are born again, if you have given yourself to him, whether we preach it or not, you know the Spirit of God in you will teach you what to do. So 400 or 1,000 in 100,000, uh, no, it's not purposeful. It's not. It is not. It is not proportional to what you receive. It's an error, my dear. It's an error. You must give proportionate to what you get. Praise the Lord. Number two is that you must give cheerfully willingly and joyfully. Three of them are basically the same. You must give with a cheerful heart. You don't give God as if he's a beggar. Uh, uh, they will be talking about money. Uh, it's not the priest you are giving. You are giving to God. It's not the priest. Thank God in this church, the priests are not paid. So the money, you are giving the money to God. When I was talking about why must I give, I didn't say the second one. The second one is you give for the propagation of the gospel. You have known the truth, you should not hurt the truth. The truth must extend to those that are living in darkness. That is how your light shines. Praise the Lord. So give cheerfully. Give willingly. Give joyfully. Don't, don't give grudgingly. Don't give as if, eh, God, every time they will be talking about giving. And many of us, we behaved the way, yeah, my second uh, child behaved when he was small. He, he was about five, six years. So I didn't know that every morning I give the money for offering. They will go to church. He will not give his offering. He will come back with the money. And one day, my daughter and uh, yeah, my son, yeah, the last one, say, Mommy, do you know that Chimdi does not give his offering every Sunday? 
I say, ah, what happened? And I called him because you have to teach. You don't just get angry and say, why must you do that? I called him and said, nah, what happened? Is it true? He said, yes. I say, you, you don't give your offering. And I, get, you know, I give it to everyone. He said, yes. I say, why? Yeah, 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 tell me. He says, you say that this morning offering, this money is given to God. I do not see God. I see aunties and uncles. They are the people that come to collect this money. I will not give it to them. Until the day I see God, I will give him. So, you don't get angry because that's where he is. I started teaching him. I told him, nah, you can never see God. But this money will be used for the propagation you know, of the gospel. He said, no. I left him. Every, every morning, I give him the money again. I kept teaching him and praying for him until when he understood. And on his own, he started giving. Praise the Lord. Many of us, we give this money as if he's the, a priest. And the maybe the ushers that we give it to. You are not giving it to them. You are giving it for the work of God. You are giving it for the extension of the gospel. For, the, for example, this church, every time we go for outreach, the money we, we, we get here, we, we, don't use, we use it to you know, extend the gospel we have heard. Because I could remember that those lepers, when they found from the Syrian camp that they've, you know, they've gone and food was in abundance, the Bible said that they ate here and they, and that they said, they say, no, we are not doing well. We are not doing well that we should go and announce the good news. So, even when God has given to you, you must give cheerfully to the work of God. Knowing fully whether he's even the one who gave it to you. Give joyfully and willingly. Don't, don't give it as if, grudgingly. When you do that, you have already, your reward is, 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 uh, is already cancelled. And that may be the kind of heart Cain in the exhibited. We don't know. But I'm sure there's something God saw in his heart. He gave the God who looks into the heart saw that something was wrong and God did not bless him. Praise the Lord. And when you don't give, maybe when God starts blessing the people around you, you start eating up yourself and feeling that God is partial. God is not partial. Give of yourself and the Holy Spirit will help you to know what to give. You don't give. It's not your money. You give according as the Holy Spirit leads you. You, you give according, even if you don't have much. Praise the Lord. It brings us to the third one. You give sacrificially. You are not giving because you have abundance. Because some people will tell you, hey, we don't have so much money. Mm -mm. It's not about, you don't know where lies the blessings of the Lord upon your life. Many of us, we pauperize ourselves. We make ourselves poor because we refuse to give. You hold tight. You give sacrificially. At times it pains when you give it. Hey, on a pain. On a pain, oh mona. If it doesn't pay you. At times I say, God, ah, why is it every time you are just opening my, yeah, yeah, my eyes to, to, to needy people? Is it only me? No. So it's painful. Hey, you look at yourself one day and say, God, at this age, that I can't even boast of having a million in my account. What is this in the spirit of God? So, so the ones you have lived, is it because of. I just say, God, you give sacrificially. It's always very, very painful. But you know, once God touches you, moves you, you give out of, you know, out of need. Second Samuel chapter 24. Can somebody read it? 
Second Samuel chapter 24, verse 24. So that when we back it up, you don't just say, I'm saying something. All the things I've been saying is from the Bible. Second Samuel chapter 24, verse 24. Yes. Now will I offer burnt offering to the Lord, my God, with that which cost me nothing. So David bought the threshing floor and the oxen for 50 shekels of silver. Praise the Lord. David says, I will never offer to God, give to God anything that costs me nothing. Many of us, we are so happy when, you know, if somebody just wants to know. No, at times, don't give in. Because many of these things, give sacrificially. After all, David was the king. He had the power, the authority to have taken the land without payment. No, but he said no. Because it was as a result of his sin that God started killing more than 70,000 of the people of Israel. So when he went to pray and say, God, but I'm the one who caused the death of all these people. And then the, the prophet came and said, three things God said I should tell you. Number one, do I send your enemies against you for three months or send pestilence or from him? And David, knowing God very well because he was a man after God's heart, David said, God, let me fall into your hands because you are a merciful God. If you are killing, you can show mercy. And he fell into God's hands. And God started, the angel of the Lord went out and started killing east, west, north, and south. And after a stage, as the angel was moving, God said, stop. And immediately, David, you know, came for this sacrifice. David said, no way. I cost this. I must give something that will pay me. I must give something that will touch me. Many of us, you just out of maybe, you have yeah, yeah, one million. You, you just take uh, 10,000 uh, in, in, in a give. It, no, it's not uh, painful at all. The giving that pains is the giving of that widow. Bible says in the, in the Bible that the widow, out of his poverty, he gave all. That's giving sacrificially. And Jesus did it for us. He sacrificed his life. And if Jesus gave you himself, and God gave you Jesus, why must it be difficult for you? What else? God was watching his son, and he was being pierced. He suffered in, a, in everything. It wasn't easy in on God. It was not at all. But he allowed, because he was looking at you and me. He was looking at the salvation, the redemption that date will bring. And that's why he allowed that sacrifice. It was not sweet at all. So you, why can't you give sacrificially? Why do you always out of the abundance, you just take one? No. The last one in the principle, so many of them, but I just picked the main one. The last one is, uh, giving must be done in secret. Matthew 6, 7 to 4, where God says, what you give, that your left hand should not even know. Your giving must be in secret. Thank God we do it here. So many people, they give so much. We, nobody knows. At times, venerable knows because of their lot. Yeah, that comes in. 
And then some people just cheer everything. People they give, you know, is because of his type of person. He will ask and ask and find that person who gave. If not, when you give secretly, your God will also keep rewarding you in secret. The way you announce, especially, I say, well, God, I'm not judging them. Let it not be judgmental. But the way church leaders, you know, you see everybody now, I say, mm, maybe it's what God told them. But I know that this word of God can never be broken. He said, let your giving be in secret. If you do give to somebody, let it be in secret. Many of us are so good in broadcasting our giving because you have given to somebody or you are helping somebody. The whole world will know that you are helping the person. No. Let it be the person you have helped that will go out and then speak about it. Because the people you have touched through this giving, they are the people that will go and speak in about it because they are praising God who used you to shine into their difficulties, to shine into their challenges, to shine into their distress, to shine into that obscurity. You know, it should be done in secret. Whatever revelation God gave to those people, I don't know. But what I know is what the Bible says. That is where I belong, and that's where I stand. Our giving must be done secretly. Many a times when we were small in the church, you will see somebody will buy a pew, and the name will be written there, Mr. and Mrs., this person. And everybody will know that this chair was donated by this particular person. Well, that's the understanding. But now, if actually you have given yourself, you don't need anybody to know that you are giving because you are receiving in abundance. Praise the Lord. Then, what are the benefits of uh, giving? Because I'm rounding up. Benefits of giving. What do you benefit? If you give of yourself, you see that your heaven is settled. Bible says that he kept a reservation for us. In First Peter, there's a reservation already made for you. And in John 14, he says, I am going to my father to prepare a mansion for you. Once you have surrendered your life to him, you have given yourself already to him before giving your physical things or your talent or your, or your time. Heaven is already prepared for you. Praise the Lord. And another benefit of giving is that when you give, God is using your giving to reach the unreached. You are not just running a race to run and make heaven. Others, if you want, go to hell. No. If actually God doesn't want you to reach to the unreached, he would have taken you the day you gave your life to Christ. So, there are another benefit of giving is that God, you are, you, are, you are giving, is now, you know, being used to reach the unreached, those that have not known Jesus. Those that have not come to the saving knowledge in of him. And another thing is that, benefit of giving is that, when you give, I said it before, Luke 6, 38, when you give, oh my God, I have seen it. And I'm sure that many of us, we have seen it. You can give somebody 1,000 because God persuaded you to give yeah, yeah, that money. And you urgently and promptly give that. When God will give you, I don't know if you have experienced it. He will not give you 1,000. Oh, he will shovel it to you. What I call it is that God shoveled it to me. He does. He shovels it to us. Many of us are poor because we refuse to obey. Disobedience is a sin. 
God wants us to live in, in, our, in, our, in abundance. God wants to prosper us. But there's a principle guiding that. God has principle. And you must abide by that principle. If you want him to bless you, you must go by what he has given to you. God wants us to prosper. He wants us to have. Somebody preached here years ago and said that this brother, Gaius, that he was so wealthy that Paul and brethren, he was, it, it was in his house that brethren were eating uh, you know, and, and drinking. God wants us to be Gaius in our generation. But the issue is, have you obeyed the prayer? Are you willing? Or do you just stay? I'm sure it was because Gaius was giving and God was expanding his horizon. Likewise, if, even in church affairs, any church that is not giving out, maybe in evangelism, you see them, they will be stunted. And when they are stunted, the devil will not get you know, things for them. You see in that church, once they are no longer giving out, giving out, going out, you see them always bickering, hatred, murmuring. Before you know it, the church will be scattered. So if you want to be blessed, the secret to, to receiving God's blessing is in giving. Give, keep giving. God says that when you give to the poor, to the needy, he said, you are lending to me and that I will definitely reward you. This God is so simple. I don't, I don't know why we complicate the things that the Lord has spoken to us in the Bible. It opens doors for you. You have more than you can because you give. And when you give, another benefit is that in heaven, your stars will be multiplied. It's not just, you, are, you know, you will have multiple stars because those people, you are touching their lives with giving, you know, you are moving with them. Their stars are there. And we have consequences if we do not give. Because you are, you are, you are disobedient to the instructions of God. You know that you are begat in giving. And then you don't want to give. So if you do not want to give of yourself, when you die, you know that you are headed for hellfire. So not giving is equal, it has its own consequences. If you die, you go to hell. So the question now is, have you given your life to Christ? You must settle it because that giving your life will open other doors for you. It's not of fear that will let of fear that run it, but of the Lord that showeth mercy. The grace of God will be sufficient unto you, and you can do that. Don't keep hearing this, and you harden your, your heart. The Bible says, do not harden your heart. As the Israelites in the, you know, in, in the wilderness, they rebelled, and they were destroyed. When you hear the simple word of God, what God wants you to do, simply obey. And one thing is that when you take a step of faith, God will meet you. God has his own part in this, you have your own part. If you keep disobeying, God is bringing this issue. My daughter, give yeah, your life to Christ. Give to people. Because when you do not give to people that God wants you to give, at a particular point in time, whether you are time or, 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 or whatever, that soul can die and go to hell. And if that soul goes to hell, God will hold you responsible. God will not be happy. Let us begin to pray. Ask yourself this question. Have you given your life to Christ? Is it still very difficult for you to give? Anytime that giving is mentioned, you go as sorrowing like that man in Luke 18. Then there's still a question mark. 
there is nothing we can give in exchange for what God has done for us in Christ Jesus. Can you make up your mind now? Maybe you are here, you have not even given your life to Christ. No, but one thing you must give is your life. And if you have given your life to Christ and you are still having it, you know, having this difficulty in giving, also pray and ask God. There is also grace of giving. Second Corinthians chapter 9, verse 8. Bible says that God has, you know, you know, will make all grace abound for you. God will make all grace of giving abound for you. So it's for you to open up. And he's ever willing and he's here to help us. The Lord has spoken to us. It is time to respond to him. As we bow our hearts and our heads before him. It is only when we give our lives to him that we receive the grace forgiven. It is only when we give our lives to the light of the world that we receive light to shine in the world. Are you here in this service? And you've not for the first time given your life to the Lord Jesus. God is giving you another opportunity this morning. Are you in this service? You know yourself. You know how it's been with you. And God is knocking even at the door of your heart this morning, asking you, how long shall you wait? You know yourself. And this is time for you to give your life to the Lord. I want to invite you, in response to this invitation, to just lift up your right hand to the Lord. Just your right hand to the Lord. You want to respond to Him by yielding your life. So, Father, you know the hearts of all men. There is no hiding from you. Lord, you know as many that are yet to yield their lives to you who are in this service. Lord, your daughter has finished speaking. May the Holy Spirit continue to speak in such hearts in the mighty name of Jesus. Until such a time, O oh Lord, when they shall be fully persuaded to yield unto you. Lord, by your invisible hand, do a mighty work in such hearts. Father, follow them up and follow them through. In the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. There is this other response which we need to make. Yes, you are a child of God. And once again this morning we've been reminded about how important it is. Not just to give our lives. But to give our time. To give our talents. To give our treasures.
in the proportion that God has blessed us. Are you guilty in any of these calls? Could you just whisper to the Lord? If you've been guilty in any of these areas, could you just say to the Lord this morning, Lord, I am sorry. Say, Lord, I am sorry. Say, Lord, inspire me afresh. Grant me grace. Having given my life. To become a conduit pipe. Forgiving. Reaching out to the poor. Reaching out to the underprivileged. Committing resources to the business and service of the kingdom. For it is the children of God that shall resource the business of God. And so mighty and eternal God will bless you. You have challenged us this morning. Lord, as many of us that are are lagging behind in this matter, Father, help us. Father, forgive us. Father, quicken us. Father, help us so that we may do better. In the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for your daughter that you have used to bring us your word. Father, recharge her and continue to help her. That even this same word shall not stand against her on the day of eternity. That this word also shall not stand against any one of us on the day of eternity. Lord, continue to help us and multiply grace for us. Blessed be your name, Father God, for hearing us. For in Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. Amen.